Postal Service is wrapping up a year that has stretched the agency to its limits. It handled a surge in packages and a record volume of mail-in ballots, all while dealing with tens of thousands of employees having to quarantine. And all of this before Christmas. But new challenges lie ahead for 2021. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman joins me with more. And Jory, let's start with the pandemic and how that affected employee availability during this peak season that followed a peak season that was the election. Right. Yeah. No matter how you cut it, the pandemic has had a serious impact on employee availability throughout the year. And we're seeing that especially now. These numbers are always moving, Tom. But the latest that we've heard is that 14,000 postal employees are currently out under quarantine to prevent the spread of COVID-19 in their workplaces. And when you zoom out here, uh, 66,000 employees have previously had to quarantine throughout the year. They've since returned to work. And of course, uh, you know, there have been some fatalities as well. About 100 postal employees have died from COVID. Um, It's worth zooming out again and realizing that This is an agency that has more than 600,000 employees. So when you're talking about 66,000 employees of an organization that has 600,000 plus employees, you're looking at about 10% overall, and that's a pretty significant chunk. A serious impact on some major metro areas. These are outages that are not spread evenly across the country. And with that in mind, we recently heard from Postmaster General Louis DeJoy, and he talked about the impact of these people being out in a video message to employees just before the holidays. We continue to see high rates of absenteeism in hotspots around the country. This has an impact on local and national service performance, and it adds stress throughout the workforce. We are working to support these areas, but we need your help too. The recent news on vaccines means there is light at the end of the tunnel, but we are not there yet. Take care of yourself and stay healthy. Way off there. DeJoy mentioned the vaccine. Any idea whether postal or when postal employees will start to be able to get the vaccine? Yeah, speaking of that light at the end of the tunnel, a CDC advisory panel recently recommended that postal service employees will be next in line to receive the vaccine. What we're currently seeing is the 1A wave that is going to healthcare workers and residents of long-term care facilities. But in that 1B wave that will be next, we're going to see postal service employees getting the vaccine along with a whole other population of folks people who are older than 75, as well as other frontline employees. So a lot of people that they'll be competing with there. But it's worth pointing out the CDC panel recommendations. They aren't binding, but they have been sent to the CDC director, Robert Redfield, for his consideration. And this panel does carry some weight in making those, uh, those very critical decisions. Well, when you think about it, postal service is critical infrastructure and it delivers drugs for millions of people every day. So that would seem to mitigate in favor of postal workers getting the vaccine. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, and let's talk about the postal service financially. That's never a fun or happy story. Usually a grim picture, but it's rosier than it's been uh, recently. The Postal Service ended fiscal 2020 with about $14 billion cash on hand. Now, of course, it lost about $10 billion just that same year. So it's kind of a wash there. But something that we did see from the massive spending package that President Donald Trump just signed is that the Postal Service will be getting a $10 billion one-off grant from from Congress in this spending package. That's significant. It kind of goes back and redoes a provision in the CARES Act where the Postal Service got a $10 billion loan as opposed to a grant. Now the Postal Service doesn't have to pay that money back. And Postmaster General Louis DeJoy has been in favor of getting some compensation for the Postal Service having to incur overtime costs right now with 
employees being out, uh, PPE for making sure that employees have masks, hand sanitizer, things of that nature. That does add up. And so some of the money that the Postal Service just got will go towards covering those costs. But the Postal Service is also looking to update its fleet of delivery vehicles. So I imagine some of that spending will go there as well. But fundamentally, the Postal Service is still in the same financial position of losing billions of dollars every year that it was going back, what, 20 years now or so. It's been going on for a while now. And postal executives are still quick to point out that it's still a matter of when, not if, it'll run out of cash. All right, no sign from Congress on fixing the long-term problem, even though they did appropriate money for some of the short-term issues, in other words. No, no. I mean, of course, there will be a lot on the plate of the new Congress when we begin the new year, as well as for the new for the incoming Biden administration. Of course, this seems like, uh, you know, one of many issues that are going on, standing up a new cabinet. So with the improved financial situation, it doesn't seem likely this will be something they'll be dealt with in 2021 as far as a massive, comprehensive, long-term postal relief bill. But uh, as always, we'll, we'll see that uh, kick down the can until action's needed. And now for some period of the, well, most of the Trump administration and a good deal of the Obama administration, there was a leadership gap. Postal Board of Governors, it took a long time to get a postmaster general in. Now we have one. What's going on there? Yeah, well, kind of at the last minute here, President Trump nominated uh, yet another member for the USPS Board of Governors, the nominee being former Syracuse Mayor Roy Bernardi, uh, who is also a former Deputy HUD Secretary under the George W. Bush administration. What's significant about this nomination is it would have solidified a Republican majority on the board, which currently has a 4-2 Republican-Democrat split. Um, However, with this being less than a, a fi- less than one week to go for the Congress, the outgoing 116th Congress. Uh, it appears unlikely that the Senate is going to vote on that nominee. Uh, and so that will be left up to the new administration and the new Congress to deal with those three nom- those three vacancies on the board currently. And what can we expect under the Biden administration? Because there's a lot of position papers posted from when it was JoeBiden.com. Now that he's president-elect, what do you think we'll see for Postal? Right. A long-term postal reform deal is something that uh, Postmaster General DeJoy has told Congress that he's serious about working uh, with lawmakers on. Um, And, of course, Postmaster General DeJoy has every intention of staying on the job. It's only been six months that he's been working in this capacity. Um, And... The Biden administration it does have a, a landing team of sorts on postal issues, and they are looking at the very the, the very things that we're talking about now. But of of course, as far as timing, it's uh, it's very much TBD. Federal News Network story Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. And we know you're going to keep an eye on postal service as we head into 2021 and the new administration. So stay tuned and keep reading Jory's stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Looking to expand or move your company? Look no further than Ohio. With a talented workforce for in-demand industries like tech, healthcare, engineering, manufacturing, and more, you can staff up and scale for growth. Ohio's central location and reliable infrastructure will help you impress your customers, while Ohio's affordable cost of living and quality of life will excite your employees. Why survive somewhere else when your business can thrive in Ohio? Visit successinohio.com today. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.